As a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this podcast are our own. Do not represent any entity that we volunteer with or employed by. Hey everyone, welcome to the Most podcast where we discuss geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense of your beers. We're recording on April 18th, 2019 in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is... Kevin Truitt. Lex Cardone. And Ryan, again. Uh, so, as you can tell, we're doing pretty close back-to-back episodes. We put our last one last Saturday. Um, and we're doing it because Ukraine's runoff elections are on are this Sunday, and we kind of want to discuss... How that's gonna look and how it's gonna shake out with um, potentially or most likely a comedian who will be the next president of Ukraine, and an actual comedian, not just the comedian who you know is funny while he, sitting in the chair of power. He, no. he he's an <laughs> he's an actor who plays the president on TV and he's trying for it in real life and he looks like he's gonna win it. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love twenty nineteen, don't we? It is a year. I mean, I don't know. People Do keep we? saying that. I feel like it's not true. But anyway, uh. <laughs> Is for usual, get to our beers, and somewhere I have a thing for what this is. But no, this is a uh, DC Brown just released a brand new beer. Okay. Uh, it came out a couple weeks ago. They put it on their floor in DC and they got to Virginia this week. Nice. Uh, it's the DC Brown Joint Resolution Hazy India Pale Ale. It's described as hazy and juicy, and hazy and juicy, and hazy and juicy, and hazy and juicy, and so on and so forth, just like our government. Were they high when they wrote that? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, uh, I can describe our government in a lot of ways. I wouldn't describe them as hazy and or juicy. One day, Lex. One, one day. day. We, we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. For this. Like, this is like the, like the first beer in a while. I've been really actually excited to try. That's pretty smooth. No, I like that. Yeah. No, this is only 5%. This is like, no, that's, yeah. So I went, I went to the brew shop in Courthouse to buy this. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, I was leaving. She's like, yeah, this is a great beer for today because it was beautiful today. It's still a really nice out. Right. Um, yeah. What, you you heard about it on Instagram or something? That was the no the, the no, hot gossip. No, I uh, this is what I got told from the brew shop. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go. I was like, I need to buy a six pack oh. for us. And I went there and I was like, yes, because I love DC Brown's probably my favorite brewery in this region. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, good. I, it's definitely one of my favorite ones. Like the Corruption is my favorite drink from them. But in the summer, it's just like. I'm so heavy. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the like, the normal. What's it? The DC Brow Pale Ale. It's all right. One. It's yeah, it's yeah. edible. It's drinkable. It's, it's, it's edible. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you got to chew it to really get the flavor out of it. Yeah. yeah. No, Kevin, don't eat the can. <laughs> not for eating. <laughs> Kevin down. Bad Kevin. Bad Kevin. It's a bad Kevin. <laughs> God. So hopefully it's. Oh, it is. Um. All right. So we're gonna do our untapped. Ranking for this. Okay. Um, and I want to give it a four and a half. Um, I will give it... I'll also give it a four and a half. It's out of five, right? It's yeah. out of five. Yeah, I'd give it a five if it was like slightly higher alcohol content. Yeah, but this is... This is it's a, good, though. This is a great yeah. summer IPA. Yeah. Like, by... Yeah, I don't. I haven't had one of their new beers in a while. I think this is up. Mm-hmm. No. Where's their brewery? Like we're in town. So, so, I don't know. Somewhere in probably Ivy City, that area with 
with everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Know. I, 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 I love the brewery. I haven't been there, and I kind of really want to go because uh, it's. Uh... Yeah, we should do like from now for the next few times we record, we should do all DC, like DC breweries. I'm fine that way. Yeah. Like yeah. Alice is solid too. Alice, there's one that just opened up in Noma, called Red Red Barn or something. Ooh. It's like the first uh, gay-owned brewery in the district i think i might have had one of their beers it's some like i red barn sounds really familiar it's red something yeah it's not the hobo camp brewery hobo camp no it's not <laughs> is that, that even do they even sell beer or is it just like you I, have to go to their hobo camp i think, to get well, no, I, think I think they might have well i think i think you have to go to the camp i think you can get like uh, growlers and stuff in yeah, i'm sure i don't know anyway i don't know anywho um so ukraine what do you get so initial thoughts on what the election could well, I mean, you have a guy who is the quintessential outsider coming from a comedy show in Ukraine about a president who is um, incorruptible, not incorruptible so much as he does things that in this country may seem pretty normal, but as in refusing giant boxes of cash or, you know, not living in the government mansion when he already has an apartment, uh, but in Ukraine is considered you know this doesn't have this people in power don't do this so yeah, in the show he he's not like just some politician yeah. who's a good person he was like a it's like a teacher or something like he that. he was just some teacher who kind of like went viral like, and he then, fell into it <laughs> and then literally what happens on screen happened in real life so now he's kind of um except he was a famous actor and comedian yeah yeah, yeah so potato it, potato yeah he decided to run and uh he's it looks like he's gonna win yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. So it, it, there's, I think there's the mess of people stuff, but then also people just like Poroshenko. Well, Poroshenko, he's. I feel like, he, I mean, his negative poll numbers aren't bad. Like he's just, he, he, he he's known as the war president, and he hasn't delivered. Like a lot, most Ukrainians, I feel, agree with him on his foreign stuff. His, you know, we need to integrate more with the West, whether that means NATO, whether that means some sort of accord with both NATO and Russia, whatever. Um, but he hasn't really tackled much of the um, the internal issues that Ukraine has dealt with since 1992. You know, uh, corruption, oligarchs, um, you know. Well, he is an oligarch. Well, he is an oligarch. Yeah, he literally is. He's the chocolate king of Ukraine. Which, he just wasn't, you know, the pro-Putin guy who was the I wish poor. I could be known yeah. as the chocolate king of D.C. That would be... That'd be great. Yeah, but basically he's um, he hasn't fixed a lot of like the civil service issues, a lot of these, you know, you know, pe- teacher pension, teacher pensions. Yeah, a it's, lot a, of, it's, it's a lot of like domestic economic issues, civil society stuff, yeah, and, access to medicine and healthcare, and, 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 and yeah. a lot of these things are. I mean, obviously you can't do it all in one term, so I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily completely unfair to him, but at the same, I mean, the things are moving in the right direction, but. People are disappointed. They they wanted more out of sort of the Maidan revolution, uh, and how and and they just aren't things aren't where they want to be, um, and they're still at war. The country's still relatively destitute. Yeah, and the kind of split between the haves and the have-nots have kind of, has has kind of been tr- increased in a lot of ways, and you have this sense of, you know, we've been at war where we survived the initial shock of the annexation of Crimea and you know, the cold, the simmering conflict in the East. Now we want to develop internally and become the mm. kind of European style, you know, transparent, well, ish 
transparent. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, the issue is that Porsche was the first person after the Maidan. Yeah, how much better could he have done? Yeah, it's than... kind of, it, it's hard to, you know, if someone else had been put in the position, how it would turn out. It's, it's one of those kind of things. I think he's done a pretty good job considering, I mean, People, I think people aren't happy with the economy, but it's, it's not crashing. It's just not. I think people that have such higher expectations, yeah. And yeah. almost a certain people who um, there's been statements that like the show kind of helped set up the expectations being so high. They're like, oh my god, look, like, look how great the show is. Like, why is Ukraine not like this in real life at all? He's yeah. a great businessman. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. I mean, if you look back, people were even the, the most sober analysts were projecting that Ukraine would break up as a nation in 2014. Giving it, you know, the shocks, giving the shocks that it was yeah. under, um, you know, ripping away some of its more, you know, its industrial heartland and its its, you know, window to the outside, window to the Black Sea. Yeah. Um, seeing government buildings occupied every by a bunch of random, you know, little green men, a little green men, you know, public safety committees, whatever you want to call them. Totally not. Russians. The country was falling <laughs> apart at the seams, and the fact that it hasn't, and the fact that it's, you know, despite. Um, you know, wages haven't risen very much in the last few years. There's still a lot of issues with corruption and all that. Um, the fact that it's still there to me is pretty important. I, yeah, I think he's done pretty good. Just like there's not enough time. And also his stances, I think he kind of went all in for, right. and he kind of had to at that point. You couldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of like cool with Russia, even though they annex part of our country. Parts. Well, he's kind yeah. of the opposite. He's almost... Like okay, Putin's here. I'm gonna be the opposite side of that coin. I'm gonna, yeah. and that's how he won the last election, mm -hmm. and kind of like, um, you know, you know, patriotic fatherland. Uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have some of that stuff. Like, they do really, have some it, of that it, stuff, it gets, but it it's like creepy. that kind of thing. And now people are like, yeah, we're kind of on board with that, but you haven't really changed the post-Soviet makeup of the Ukrainian state, which is what. Um, I think you know, I think the only thing I have, uh, <laughs> what they go to Julia Louis, well, Ukrainian Julia Louis Dreyfus for. <laughs> I think um, the only thing I've really seen, I think it was like some vice thing like a year or two ago, was like the basically the police force got completely mostly reformed. Yeah, that was the main thing of like because Maidan was such a you know what it was yeah. what it was. And yeah, then, you know, they also brought in a lot of um, like Western municipal police yeah. forces and, to come in and consult with them. So yeah. like that. That was one of the first things that kind of got fixed. Yeah. And you have I mean, you have NATO and the EU training both police and military sort of in yeah. more humane ways yeah. to do things. Whereas, and and what, fighting as well. But. And on the other hand, these are State Department, and there isn't much um, Western involvement in the Ukrainian, the labyrinth that is the Ukrainian civil service and the uh, bureaucratic makeup of uh, that. So that's... Something that really hasn't changed, and that's what people are annoyed about. Still having to pay bribes, you know, to cops and all that. Yeah, I mean, the oligarchs is still like they're still there. Like they haven't right. gone away, and they, there's been no. I mean, I, I get it because if I was in this position and Porchenko's position, I wouldn't be like, you know, this is a problem. This is not the immediate problem. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like this. It's definitely. I don't think he's he's been like, oh, you know, I'm never gonna deal with it. I think it's just think, yeah. Pri I he's pride towards dealing with Russia. His issue is now that he's stabilized things, he hasn't shifted the energy to um reforming civil reforming society because or, he is a product of that yeah post oh yeah you and, know and not but, as fast or at least not as fast as people really i thought you were gonna say not, not, not as, as fat as yeah he's not as fat as, yeah. as, no, as, as, as it could be no. <laughs> yeah. uh -oh. the chocolate king yeah. chocolate is good for you i don't i don't understand anyway <laughs> Well, it's, it, I think it's, and I think that's why a lot of people are kind of leaning on uh, Zelensky 
uh, yeah. the, the comedian to uh <laughs> what to... does he think about every anything well so that's <laughs> yeah an open question because he hasn't really given a, a full comprehensive platform of his positions on issues he has said he wants a pro-western orientation uh sort of a continuation yeah. of the the current administration he also wants but he he does speak he speaks in ukrainian and russian both languages are spoken in ukraine and uh he's sort of a pushing back against the whole ban russian was banned as a as an official language in the country sort of out of nationalist pride yeah that was a um, quick that was a uh it was to be fair that was uh pretty quickly overturned yeah, yeah. but in the in the chaos of you know the annexation and all that that went through yeah. the parliament but yeah Zelensky, he is he's also the favorite of whereas um poroshenko's heartland kind of is in the in the west the more yeah. western leaning um Zelensky was the pick of the South and the East, the more Russian-aligned uh, areas of Ukraine. So it's... Yeah, but and, not just, I mean... Not just, no. He he won pretty handily the election yeah. across the board, but... The first one um, the, the fact that these, like, they picked... Um, I think I think it's a good sign that, you know, civil society... The Ukrainian civil society is representing these um, Russian speakers instead of alienating them. Well, I mean, it's, of, definitely, yeah. it's definitely a good thing because I think he's transitioned or his his very, very general stance. There's nothing ever specific that he's said that he wants to do. Yeah. But it's mostly just kind of like, OK, he wants to focus on domestic politics. Mm-hmm. He wants to, you know, deal with all like, deal with the oligarchy and like yeah. kind of like deal, deal crack down on corruption, like help work on the economy. And then he wants to have a more pragmatic stance of Russia. And then it's like, the thing is, he can do that because he, you know, it's not 2014. It's not right. Which is why he's kind of what you're hearing out of russia right now is the same thing that you're hearing out of everybody else which is kind of a good sign because you typically they have their fangs into everything and they know what's going on like i mean they've pretty much infiltrated the ukrainian intel in, in, intelligence service probably yeah. so but now they're kind of yeah. like we're gonna wait we're sort of rope a dope wait and see um we obviously we like this guy more than poroshenko because we have this much history with poroshenko but uh we want to see where where he's at regarding a settlement for the eastern situation and maybe and also the you know um there's been dual boycotts of each other's goods and now there's an issue with transporting uh russian gas and coal across which you know is more than is uh, a huge economic issue for ukraine and people you know so they're they're really you know it's kind of a rock and hard place for them so. yeah and um i think so there was a good foreign policy article today that uh, essentially made the assertion that he's actually in some ways worse for Russia because what, what Russia wants out of Ukraine is to be like, look, it's a failed state. They're all fascists. You know, yeah. they hate us. Uh, and, and he's not. It's, I mean, he speaks he speaks Russian to and he speaks to the Russian speaking population. It, and look, he represents sort of an alternative, yeah. at least in people's eyes, to the the Putin, you know, you need strong leader or you die. Yeah, it's, they kind of have been, I mean, you, you look at the media in Crimea that's been going on, and it's basically, Ukraine is a dysfunctional mess that hasn't changed at all, and it's, you know, everywhere's corrupt. That's the they're, they're the big thing the Russians like to emphasize. Because, Projection. Because. It's uh, like, have you not looked in your own? Yeah, because, well, I mean, <laughs> well, Russia, Ru- Russia kind of, or Putin yeah. kind of views himself as this sort of, populist you know strong man figure i am but so strong domestic, stronger than everyone else 
Well, it's 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 actually funny because in Sorry. in Russia, Putin's numbers are going down, yeah, and everyone else's numbers are way well, lower. Yeah, People right. don't like anything about the Russian government, but they like Putin because they see him as like the only person you can really appeal to. He's kind of like the Queen of England in that terms of her poll numbers never really drop in the UK. It's they blame everything else, but Putin's Putin's fine. I, I would say even <laughs> less. Than, I mean, I think he still gets more of the blame than she well, yeah. would but like well, yeah I, i'm not yeah but no i think that's a good i think thing. that's a that's i like a... put more in the queen oh really <laughs> no but he's kind of even domestically and what you started there is a, is a good point kevin because domestically in russia um putin is kind of snickered at as i mean he's surrounded by these sort of shady technocrats and oligarchs himself uh, and billionaires so siloviki you know, and like, the uh civiliki yeah civil, is he the one the ukraine or so the guy in ukraine who's close to him who's basically been speaking about uh Med, no medved medvedchuk or some yeah i don't know hmm. but yeah so these guys who speak so he's, he's he kind of views himself as a populist but the real populists in russia are kind of rolling their eyes at it right now so if you have this kind of young dynamic um you know, we're looking west, but we can. We, I mean, we're not going to, you know, Forget move, move our country every time. So we're going to be. We're mm. going to. We're neighbors with Russia. We have to deal with Russia. If you have this kind of that can make it, uh, this kind of government that can really make a dent on something, then you provide an alternative for Russia, which they haven't had. So, so why do you think he is so slated? Why is he this skyrocket from nothing to potentially winning? What, what are the rationale? Is it? Is is there to it? Is or is there not? Ukrainians watch too much TV. I don't know. Like, it, there's nothing saying that, like this is all kind of glass half full that we've oh, been talking about. So, yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're definitely pointing out for us, but like it's every episode. But yeah. like, I think like, <laughs> I th- I think the main thing is like is, is people they view they view Porchenko as just a poor not just a poor like he's, he's done fine, but it's like they want something different. Yeah, it's it's like when it's like <clears> when, <throat> with with Trump's bullshit of draining the swamp. Which is fucking stupid because DC was ne- actually never a swamp. It's a fucking goddamn urban legend. It is, but there's also something to be said for the peaceful transition of power. Oh, in, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you look at all these other post-Soviet states with these, like, 90-year-old, you know, like former, former provincial governors who become, oh, like, Ken, president Ed, for Ken, life. Ken, yeah, Ken, like, biggest well, yeah. Looking at you, Stans. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. So, fucking Stan. And that's kind of what the... Both the intelligentsia, who have kind of, you know, backed Poroshenko for a while, and the ordinary people kind of have in common in Ukraine is this kind of um, mentality that says, you know, we want something different than before. That's that's a solid point because, like, I don't think I don't think there's going to be an issue. I think I think even if, if Poroshenko is probably going to lose, I don't think he's going to make a big thing. Like, yeah. Is that going to like occupy the presidential palace? Yeah, I, well, let's hope not. Was, uh, yeah, I no. mean, it's always he doesn't possible. Have this, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think because I think he. I think he actually cares about Ukraine. He's like. He's like. He's a billionaire. He's like, Whatever, yeah. I'll walk away. I don't yeah. Know. No. Like, he's not going to starve. He's not going to be like. Tr- the reason Putin doesn't want to walk away is he. He knows he'll never starve, but he knows if somebody else gets in, he's fucked. Yeah. And <laughs> well, he's gonna be. He's gonna be dr- like like he's tarred and feathered. Tons of other people who used to be his friends. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's like crazy stories. Dasha fall into ground. <laughs> Make crater so crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's so that's the I think that and peaceful, who are you, Comrade? Question. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that peaceful transfer of power is really the the important thing here, to, regardless of what Zelensky does. It's wow. as, as long as he doesn't consolidate power in a way where he can't 
where power can't tra- be transferred away from him in the future. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a sign of a he- healthy democracy, if not like a healthy state per se. It's, it's definitely, it's because like, this is, I mean, like, I, I don't think it even really occurred to me where we, were, we wanted to do this. Uh, subject. I was more like, "Who's a comedian? Might be fucking president of a country. That's insane." Yeah. It's like yeah. if we elected John Stewart, pretty much, right? I mean, or uh, I guess who, whoever the guy who played. Who's funnier? Um, whoever, whoever. Uh, I never watched The West Wing, but oh, uh, um, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh God. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, too much baggage. Too yeah, much baggage for playing Robert E. Lee in Gettysburg. Um. But no, like, it's really, it's really awesome and important that this will most likely be a peaceful transfer of power. Yeah. Especially since the military has been thoroughly, per- like what well, we talked about really before. Busy. They're, they're yeah, they're busy. <laughs> they're well trained. They, you know, rotations in and out. But they've also been on the receive. I mean, money talks. They've been on the receiving end of a lot of American taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Re- relatively speaking. So they're they're under. So- yeah. undergoing like a, a gradual reform process and the military the ukrainian military was kind of like emasculated a little bit after the soviet union fell as a way to prevent yeah. coups and such and now and which was kind of a benefit because then they wouldn't come in and immediately gun down people in 2014 on the maidan um, but the now these forces but yeah. now they're pretty yeah. professional I mean, they're you know they're not interested in politics looking as at, far as we look, know, yeah, i mean not. as far as we know i mean Looking, looking at you, uh, Sudan. But yeah, hey, listen, it's a military traditional government that will uh, two years two long. Years. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to get off that. It's like we'll, we're going to talk about that thing at some point soon. But like, yeah, that's we'll see how that goes. Yeah, looking at you, Thailand. Hey. Oh, I think I just ruined my <laughs> Thai vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you making, can never go back. Now. Making fun oh, of their, I, I making never... fun of their stupid king. What? Whoa! Oh. <laughs> well, no, but seriously. I mean, well, no, actually, you know what? Depends which king. If it's the current king. No one give a fuck. They don't like him. The last king. Yeah, but they'll fuck, still... they, they would literally tie no, no, no. the scooters and no, pull you they apart. Would, they would. But <laughs> apparently, the last king was a decent guy. This guy is a piece of sh- his son is a piece of shit. But the military has gone all in on this whole like the monarchy is the symbol of the state. We need to protect. Well, the, yeah. the the monarchy will more effectively like, protect their own it's political like, interests. Like no, a, but it's like a tie political circle of life. They, yeah, yeah, they've they've almost the whole as les majeste laws. They've gone even further in since the king died, the old king died. Yeah. So, we'll anyway, about, back, no, to, back yeah, to yeah, yeah. But I mean that <laughs> back we could, to you, Tim. We could do a whole episode on that. But I think we yeah, will. No, I, I, I think we're doing so. This I, like anyway, I, the thing I worry about okay. is there are a couple spoilers. I don't think the military is the biggest one because there seems to be at least relatively effective civilian control of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the biggest is Russia. Um, like what is what is Russia gonna do? Do, do you think do you think they're actually trying to interfere with the elections? Like, because my, 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 my I think my, they my, will my, just because they want to delegitimize every election. Because well, I mean, yeah, there's also it's that, but I think it's like if they try to and it backfires them, they're like the guy who was gonna be cool with us is now not cool with us. I mean, I don't think they care that. that oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think they want to deal, but they if if they have to, they would prefer to keep. Ukraine is that you know little fascist country that like is well, killing Russians. Or whatever. I, I, I've seen I've seen lots of Russians, Rush, actual Russians, not just Russian Ukrainians, like talking about how much they like Zelensky and, they, and stuff. He's, like, and there's been like no generally positive talk. They're like, not, he's not gonna be able to like just throw shit on him and make him like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the worst person ever. Look at him. Look at Baby Hitler over here. Like, but were they? They were. They were doing a lot in the lead up to the primaries or whatever yeah. the version is to to 
dig on on Poroshenko. Oh, that, that makes so, that makes sense because yeah. like Porsche, they fucking hate Poroshenko. Because Poroshenko is zero percent Russian friend. Like he he's completely anti-Putin. He mm-hmm. wants he's pro-Western. And wants to have nothing really to do with Russia at all. Yeah, no, I mean he's uh, so he's kind of built his legitimacy on being the you know as we said the war president who competes against uh, Russia and has sort of been the strong arm you know against the, the Russian hordes coming coming across the border <laughs> yeah. um but no yeah and, and he's done a good job at it but it it's like people don't want to be in a forever war and i mean i think in, in some senses russia has intentionally kept the war at a simmering boil because they wanted to sort of erode his his you know strength because he wants to move obviously everyone wants to move ukraine in a more economically positive less corrupted less corrupt um and more like western direction yeah but his kind of strategy doesn't really have an end point it's I mean, resist against Russia, that's great, but they're going to be there, you know, as long as they're they're just always going to be there. So this kind of like, we can't have it, we can't have any sort of relationship with them is not sustainable. Unless they make some new country between them and Russia. (laughs) But I mean, I I think um, the the main thing that... Ukraine? My crane. (laughs) Our crane, comrade. Border state. Our crane, and then peace reigns. Oh yes, Ohio socialism. But um, I I don't. That's why I don't think Russia is gonna do much in this, the interview of the the runoff because I no. think that they don't need to. And they I, have Crimea. That's what they wanted. Yeah, I, no, I I think they Zelensky is so slated to the win. It'd be weird if Poroshenko did. I think they just want to let it play out, and they don't want to, and they don't want to be the 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 adversary. They don't want to be like. We'll play the Ukrainian spheres who were like very much pro Poroshenko, which was like you gotta watch out for the Russians that are everywhere creeping in corners. I mean, they are because they are. But <laughs> no, I, and I, I think they gotta get you. A, I think, but so going find you. I, I worry that the Russians, like you regardless of go. who wins, are still like they don't want a strong and independent Ukraine on their borders, whether it's. Uh, whether it's pro-Western or even if it's pro-Ukrainian, they'd prefer uh, the Ukrainian elite be sort of beholden to them, sort of the same way that uh, what was the last guy? Um, uh, crap. Uh, who was the president? Uh, Had a whole fucking ship in a little start, little little lake. It starts with a V. What, what was his name? The who bitch. Are we referring to uh, the the, pre- the previous president. Oh, Yanukovych. Yeah, yeah. What I said. Yanukovych. <laughs> Yanukovych. Yeah. So yeah, Hoofage. <laughs> yeah, cut that. Boo. Um, no, <laughs> no, it's Boo. In, it's on the it's on record. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and and I think like Russia obviously prefers, and they've been doing this all across Europe. It's not just Ukraine. They they want my crane, our crane. <laughs> they they want uh, Eastern Europe and really all of Europe uh, to have be led by parties who are beholden to them, who are corrupted by them, who they have their hands in their pockets, yeah. whether it's front national in France, whether it's AFD in Germany, whether it's whatever the fucking you little not diddly, diddly dick uh, parties yeah, in Italy. I think they're, I mean, cause I, I don't think they're unrealistic. Cause like all of those parties are not going to be able to take power. No, they did in they, Italy. I mean, they, yeah. And, and look what, what's happened. They want more than, their crazy far right, far left wing parties taking power. Yeah, they want dis- countries, economies. <laughs> they want dysfunctional government, which yeah, is, yeah. I mean, the mainstream is more than capable of providing that. Yeah, and just as just as capable as providing that as these extreme parties that yeah. get Russian funding occasionally. 
So <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah to some extent, but I mean they they also want sort of ideologically uh, parties that have some ideological affinity and generally a lot I don't of these... think Putin cares that much about ideology. Uh, I think I don't think he, he least, this I, whole reaction like he's yeah he's this reactionary strongman thing. I, think, well, I don't I, think I, he cares that much, but I think that he these, did, I think he pretends they, to like it. I think they yeah they he play does. it up. He's into strongman. Yeah, no, I I think he's more he's Big, all about man. power. But and he's, Russian power. But he's no. He, I don't like. Rub his he'll, he'll, he'll pretend to man. be this. As we were saying before, like he'll pretend to be this big populist, and you know, oh yeah, no. But he'll do the same shit as everybody. He's, a, he's not like him and Steve Bannon would not get along. Steve Bannon is an ideologue. Yeah. Putin is not. Putin was. A, he was a Democrat for a while. He was a communist for years. He was, he was a yeah. man of the state. He was yeah. a security no, he, guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's not this kind of like revolutionary. No, and, I mean, I think it's more reactionary about, revolution. Thank whatever. God, like that. That'd be so. I don't know if that'd be worse or better. <laughs> well, I think it would be worse, but I think I think more than anything, he's a Russian nationalist. And but but more, yeah. I, I think even if he doesn't realize it, it's very clear that. Him and his sort of cadre, while they espouse this like nationalism and strong Russia, it's very much tied into their own. Power. It's all like, self-preservation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so you see a lot, a lot of what they play with these I, these ideologically like you know radical parties across Europe, whether it's left or right. It, a lot of the reason they play ball with them is one because they can somehow drum up affinity yeah. and also put their hands in their pockets. Uh, but they also they like them because they're so divisive. Like for instance, like right, a, they cause dysfunction. It's not so much about because nobody in Russia thought that Trump was going to win, but the fact that he was they were pushing him so much was causing all this division. That would that would have been enough. The fact that he won was you know icing on the cake. And I think that's the same way they think about a lot of these European parties. Yeah, I, know it, I knew he was going to win. It's it's yeah. it's they their their goal is to. And and in some senses this is almost an ideological thing, more of a more of a like structural ideology. So like you know not as much like Russia's not as ideological in China, but this whole strongman authoritarian, uh, and so they see. I ride horse with no shirt. It'll be really interesting because like because yeah, I mean, I they see like dem- democracy she, as a political threat. She, oh yeah. Jinping kind of sees a little bit in Putin to, like you know, I want to create something. You mean Winnie the Pooh. No, I still want to go to China. Oh, bother! <laughs> At some point, no, but like you won't. Yeah, probably, not. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, but he, if he, he like sees a little bit in Putin of this kind of like I want to, you know, personalize my rule a little bit. But I mean, without if he has a stroke tomorrow, they're kind of gonna continue on this trajectory. I yeah. feel like, regardless, if Putin does. Well, I think <laughs> Dave's like, let me post. Let me look, look, no. at, look at my Instagram. Look at my cats. Well, yeah. I, I think that's the, like if Paul Ryan became president, Medvedev is like the Paul Ryan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, that wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. Maybe like, maybe It'd be, no, it would be because everybody would take advantage of him, and the country would be torn apart. And um, like, well, and and I think so. The difference here is that I don't see it as a problem. Uh, so I think the difference Except when the nukes is, start flying. Is that uh, China has more of an institutionalized? I welcome uh, The party, party runs the state. There's a very strong state apparatus. Right. Whereas, whereas 
and and she's obviously consolidated that in his in himself as a person but it's not as but like russia's chiefdom you know well yeah, yeah and and russia's like overlapping layers of legal criminal populist elite you, oligarchs yeah. like you it, can it, make you can make anything legal in russia yeah, it, it, you, is, it is a it is a, right. a would you see like, like if you like, have the like, checkbook you're like oh, it's okay to beat your wife now again yeah, Russia. yeah. yeah. I mean, the, well, the thing is, like, Russia is like a very complicated system, so it, it can be like rule of thumb. Yeah, if it, it, it gets cracked, it could all fall apart. Like China's like, you break something, it's like oh, it'll be okay. China, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean depends what what pieces you broke. But like, in general speaking, I feel like Russia is like much more fragile in case. Like if, again, like if Putin yeah. is gone, like China has a somewhat <laughs> fragile base, but like uh, the difference is theirs is more consolidated and i think russia is essentially built on a house of two and they have real this, monies in like russia this is a horrible analogy but okay. that kind of system reminds me of what this podcast it's um, <laughs> pretty much for all but of you also, listening out there but like hi mom the kind of kidding, you know take bits of pe- bits and pieces of each you know work like work between the lines work um, don't be too ideological. The Chinese system kind of reminds me of Zaleski a little bit in terms of like y- y- not getting too ideological what? and too like my way or the highway. And if my way doesn't work, then we're screwed. Yeah, he, he's, I would, that's why he's, he's like a, and again, we know nothing about Zaleski. He could yeah. be, he's a popular guy. who's not a populist. Yeah. He could a, be, as of right now. Yeah. And, and he like, could, he could go full Duterte. Let's hope I mean, not. like, I think I think we knew I mean, who I mean, Duterte yeah. was yeah. Before, when he was running. Like, he, yeah, it's like he ran. On he has a, a history. I'm gonna kill that. people. Yeah, <laughs> and he like, did. I feed people to crocodiles. Yeah, I've Say what? Literally killed people. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's extrajudicial killings. I'm so shocked. Oh Get, my god. Guess we're not going to the Philippines either. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's actually interesting. Well, I don't want to get into the Philippines because I, I don't follow it that closely. But yeah, no, it's, it's. I think Ukraine is is in a. A difficult place right now and russia wants to keep it in that difficult place or make it worse but i think the eu and nato also have a very strong interest in continuing to invest and continuing to but not prop it up say, but help in help still solidify its base yeah. so with that actually um so uh Zelensky wants to if he wins like he made some sort of statement that like he'd want to have a referendum uh for nato if, if the if the ukraine wants to join nato and he, he's been pretty uh, apparently, like, sending like video messages out to like the east and the south, basically saying, "Hey, Lewis, like NATO is not this awful beast to come consume our country. It's, like they're not, they're not the enemy. They want to help us." So I think they want to have an honest referendum. But like, as we've seen referendums, they can go weird ways. Like yeah, referendums, Brexit. <laughs> but then you end up, you end up in other difficult situations where like. You can bet your ass the Russians will be involved. Oh, there's yeah. A refer- well, <laughs> there's a referendum. Yeah. Well, you look at what happened in Montenegro because... That was the So the majority of Montenegrins don't support a... Don't support Montenegro being in NATO. But it is. Um, and the government there joined NATO. And immediately, uh, like right before that happened, the Russians sponsored a Serb coup. I remember that. Yeah. And, and so, like, I don't think we can discount the fact that Russia feels confident in this region to go about knocking off people and i think and they they haven't gotten the pushback from nato or from the eu i mean they're not gonna get any much pushback if at all from the eu i think they're as as strong as stoic as they can be on russia and to in many senses russia's strategy seems to be working and that they're 
NATO, or not NATO, e, the EU and maybe NATO, but mostly the EU is sort of politically disparate right now, um, and they've had their own issues. Yeah, with Brexit, not many people are going to leave the EU, but like well, the EU... Not now. <laughs> yeah, but we also have to remember the coup of Mont- Montenegro was some amateur hour shit, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that was... Yeah. <laughs> but it was also sponsored by the Russians. I mean, we're not... Yeah, no, it was. They're... It was, but it was like... Explains a lot. We, we, we can't project these guys as some sort of you know, criminal masterminds. They're, you, didn't hear you know, they, a lot of the, I mean, the annexation of Crimea was Putin shooting by the seat of his pants oh, yeah. and winning, you know. Well, I think we have this mistaken, I think you're hitting on a good point here is we have this mistaken view of Russia as this like strategic, you know, evil ma- mastermind. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, Putin does look like a Bond villain. I just gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's Russian. Okay. Not just that, but yes. <laughs> a bald Russian. <laughs> He's bald because he chooses to be bald. Okay, Kevin? No, I don't think that's true. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> He's bald because the hairs don't presume to rest atop his head. That would be that would be too much. Only the Orthodox Church can look down on him from heaven. <laughs> Only God can uh, see this like, truth. It's, 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 it's like, um... I'm pretty sure the Orthodox Church looks up to Putin. <laughs> oh, let's... I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good segue. Whoa! That's a great oh, segue. Yeah, yeah, actually. A lot of... I mean... Uh, you know, yeah. Ukraine is a much is a mostly Orthodox country. I mean, there's Catholics and there's um, there's other segments there, but the other ones. there's the other ones. But it's a largely Orthodox country, and but a largely Orthodox country that f- for many many years has been under the Russian Orthodox umbrella. Yeah, and for years, both the clergy and the people there wanted to differentiate themselves and that only accelerated itself after the revolution of 2014 and they finally achieved that they're now an autocephalous which is yeah I, i'm not a it's so so if only rob was here he could describe this it's, better i i i, I won't <laughs> pretend yeah. to be an He's expert like, i'm too this, busy i can't but, come but essentially they went to the patriarch in, in constantinople which yeah is is sort of a figurehead um it doesn't really it's it doesn't, the titular sea yeah. or something and like. and and he recognized that the the Ukrainian Orthodox Church was autocephalous or she sort of Constantinople. It, mean they Istanbul? get but yeah, that's but, but no, his no. his name is, his title is the Patriarch of Constantinople. So this goes uh, back to the Eastern Roman Empire. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to go into that. But basically, yeah. So now they have their own independent patriarch. Yeah, of Eastern Orthodox. Strong faith, independent patriarch. I don't need anyone. Which is huge no for. <laughs> This kind of Ukrainian national identity for years, yeah. they had been suppressed. You know, Ukrainian. Uh, now you even hear a lot of this bullshit from the, uh, you know, the pro-Russian side. Like, there's R- Ukraine has never had a nation and a culture and all that. I mean, same thing. You know, the Israelis have said about the. There's never been a Palestine. That kind of thing. It's the same. It's the same kind well, of bullshit. So what, one's true. One's you know. Uh, I mean, sorry, true, sorry yeah. no, I wasn't really paying attention. They're both true. Sorry. No, like I'm very pro-Palestine. Just for the record. And that Ukraine is its own separate state. Sorry, I was ignoring. So you're nothing. saying they're not true. Anyway, I wasn't yeah. listening. So no, it's I was, it's, listening. I was listening. I was I was, I was, I was <laughs> the car so, crash. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> the, the I think, I, why just, why does it smell like toast? <laughs> the the but yeah, the Russians have been sort of harping on this idea that they're not Ukrainians are not. A We're all one Slav people. Here, you are part of us, and it's. I mean, that's no, not true. Ukraine. I mean, the Ukrainians have a lot of cultural links with the Poles. I mean, they were ruled mm-hmm. by Poland for a while, and I feel like if I mean now Poland is kind of going crazy, but yeah. um, if I mean, Ukraine 
the, I feel like the worst fascism. fear, the worst fear. It's not, it's just fascism. Thing. Let's let's not over. Okay, sorry. Mini fascism. There's sorry. there's some questionable illiberal tendencies yeah. going on in Poland. But, <laughs> Pretty questionable, but but let's. I mean, if Ukraine Call becomes, I feel like the worst fear of the Kremlin right now is Ukraine becoming like what Poland's been for the last 20 even now if they became what poland is now but like what poland is two years ago to their independence or their um you know the fall of the iron curtain if ukraine becomes that then putin's position and russia's position is totally eroded away okay so why i was ignoring you guys completely everything that was happening trying to add in uh because i wanted to find something because i know that Poroshenko was like platform for this all was army language faith was like his mostly his, his platform for these elections that's some hitler loving shit right there i mean it's army ukraine army everyone likes that language because uh, russians are bad apparently to Poroshenko, mm-hmm. uh and faith because yeah. you know hey we're now not russian orthodox we're well russian. now we got faith but like why is he have What'd to be a dick have, about baby? the language well, it's 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 an identity thing. You stick to your guns. You guys stick to your base. It's like it's like Trump like pleading to the the, the fucking idiots who voted for him. You gotta yeah. speak English in this country. Where's my family? Uh, we speak American. It's not a language. American right, ain't language. R- right now it ain't. It ain't never gonna be. All right, all right. Nope, no, it's 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 in there. Now. Nope, 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 nope. Um, um, but no, it's it's no, it's it's it's, it's sort of a a chase towards an identity and language obviously plays an important role. I mean, throughout history, it's like sharing a common language is critical to, and, yeah. and if people speak another language, then you're like, Oh, they're not part yeah. of Yeah. And let's not beat around the bush. There is a, I mean, it's been overhyped by the, uh, the pro Russian media and the, um, kind of useful idiots. I see. <laughs> And the useful idiots of the world of both sides, like, oh, Ukrainians are Nazis, Ukrainians are Nazis, but there is a significant uh, history. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, wait, can you, like, circle that for me? Because I can't He really drew a four on the board. I... So, and then he wrote it out. Um, fuck you? Y-E-U? No, fuck you. Spelling <laughs> <laughs> uh, is not my uh, repertoire. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Podcast. I just lost my train of thought. No. Thanks, I, Ryan. I... <laughs> Oh, I'm almost sorry. But okay, like... the <laughs> you should be sorry. The the whole th- like there is um in like the more Polish leaning parts of Ukraine. Polish leaning is very nineteenth century nineteenth century way to think about it. But there is a shared background, a Ukrainian nationalist um, base that you know you know these are the people that and, and this is a ridiculous oversimplification, but the projection from the other side, the Russian side, is that, oh, these are the ones who, when the Nazis rolled in, they were, oh, thank you for freeing us from the Soviet domination, which they were, until they realized, oh, wait, this is even worse. So you had these this, these Ukrainian insurgents going back and forth between sides, and then that kind of... Yeah, it, it's yeah. a it's a really complicated history. It's like, oh, well, the Soviet Union is so terrible. We've been occupied for how long? It's like, oh, well, this will be better. The Germans yeah. are here to help. And it's like... Oh, 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 yeah. fuck. Well, and Nazis. That, and it, I mean, that's not unique to U- Ukraine, but obviously, like, Stalin was a shitty, shitty person and a shitty, shitty leader. Yeah, how many people did he kill? Like, uh, Well, I think in Holodomor, which was, like, this mass intentional more starvation. Of his own people, like, yeah. More of his own people than Hitler, for sure. 
And uh, complete plug. Sorry, commies. You should see Death to Stalin. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, because you get to see Stalin die, which is really therapeutic. <laughs> oh, he lived. Oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's... The best part of that is how the doctor is like, oh, well, everybody was like congratulating him. He's like, well, sometimes this happens before. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so anyway. Ukraine, I mean, that it's, it's important to, it's important that Ukraine sort of get past that. I mean, like the issue is we think of, we think of, you know, oh, like people can speak a lot of different languages, but they, like the Russians are, at, will actively exploit that. And so they... And they, they're trying to create their own separate non-Russian-linked identity, which, I mean, obviously, like, their identities are intertwined in many ways. But they they don't want that because they don't want to be dominated by Russia like they have been for the past centuries. Yeah, I, 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 we're, we're coming down to the end. Um, but I think, I think we're going to come back to this again with some of the stuff after elections happen. Um, any kind of final thoughts? Um, I think this is going to be new for me on this podcast. I think there's a lot to look forward to in what happens in Ukraine, which is something that oh my god, I don't think so true. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone's ever said ever. So yeah, it's always like, well, that was a depressing episode. Uh, it's like oh, what about Algeria. Mike, <laughs> well, I mean, well, you think Ukraine is a game? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think you're right. I mean, there's. It doesn't look like things are going to go downhill. Like, even when you, like, there's, and there's not that much uncertainty. I mean, yeah. at the very least, there's probably going to be a few upticks when the, I mean, I'm sure the, uh, the crazy gangsters who I, I refuse to even call them the DNR, the whatever, no, the, the, the separatists there, no. the, the gangster states over there. I'm sure there's going to be some like upswing in the fighting at some point, well, but it's, yeah, I think, I think they the, can't do anything and without, the these be, like, are without be, the motorized are going to be pissed off about like, yeah. you know, the anti-corruption stuff. He's going to crack down, even though he's supported by oligarch, but you know, that's, you know, here or there. He's supported by Eastern oligarchs too, right? They're, yeah, it's, it's, uh, or Eastern aligned. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's complicated. Yeah. And I think he's going to You take win. money from where you can. I mean, I, I think it's complicated. I think. In general, he should be good for the country. We'll see how it goes. As long as he doesn't try to consolidate power or ends up being a weak sort of puppet of oligarchs. He can't it, be too smart or, or too stupid. <laughs> that's, you're not wrong. That's what we need. He, he can't ever too, think the problem and then also be like, oh, no, look, oh, look, a quarter. He can't be too powerful and he can't be too weak, I guess. So uh, Shiny keys. And, and that's, all, <laughs> that's all assuming that he wins. Right, I mean... Yeah, maybe Poroshenko will... There's a, well, when is the actual vote? Uh, Sunday, Sunday, and there's a big debate tomorrow, I Ooh. think. Oh. Because they haven't actually debated yet. I, I, I saw a thing on um, like how like, Poroshenko showed up for the debate, and then no one was there, and he awkwardly like, debated with no one. No, he answered questions from the audience. I mean, he's, oh. been, he's been playing a pretty good campaign. Why, I think did it's he, just, why, did, why didn't anyone show up? Because the, he, the guys refused to debate him. It's been kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, as politics go. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't have the answers. <laughs> I have all the answers. Oh. <laughs> that was almost too dramatic. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Nastrovia. That means good. Hey everyone, welcome to Ostomatic. Pockets. Yeah.
Yeah, you're making fun of me. Hey everyone, welcome to the Listomatic podcast where we discuss geopolitics, national security, and much of nonsense for beers. We're recording on April 1st. 18th. <laughs> <laughs> April 1st. Seventeen. <laughs> Twist. Because I, I looked, I, my handwriting shit. <laughs> Alright, sorry. Uh, All right. Joke's on you. Alright. Shut your horn out. Just like Ryan oh breathing heavily. I'm just trying to laugh. 